Triple Play Fantasy Baseball Show with D. Mindy. Little Cheesecake and Doc starts now. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast. Welcome in to another episode of the Triple Play Fantasy Baseball Show. Now a proud member of Fantasy Points and the Fantasy Points Media Group. We have leveled up at Triple Play. We've gone to another level. We are now happy to be at the Fantasy Points family. Could not be more excited, more happy. Uh, only when I look at my screen with my co-hosts, does that make me happier here? You know, uh, the co-hosts that are joining me each week, starting with the guy made in Chicago, but raising his maid in Maryland. That doesn't make sense. I don't know why I put that. But of course, that's Art Tortoveni, aka Little Cheesecake DLC. LC, how's it going? Yeah, I'm full. I'm full blown Marylander right now. I actually, I actually had to look up because someone asked me what the Maryland flag means, and uh, so, so now I even, I'm even starting to learn like facts about the state of Maryland. So, I'm, I'm, I'm full blown Marylander right now. I, I know that uh, the flag is the coat of arms of two prominent Maryland families. Now everyone. Who listens to Triple Play knows that too. So, um, but uh, my kids—they're Marylanders, and hopefully they, they go to the University of Maryland and not some private school, uh, and uh, and we'll be all good. How, how you doing tonight, David? I'm doing good. I love the facts. Does has Noah talked about what he wants to be yet? Does he have any like? Does he have an idea? He said like, I want to be this or be that. Uh, well, he's at five. His idea of what he wants to be ranges from a sword fighter uh hmm. to um to uh, he he definitely likes the bad guys in movies so i think he's thinking there might be a future with that but i'm you know i'm trying to steer him away from you know bad guys in movies like jafar he thinks is really cool from the <laughs> line from from uh from aladdin jafar is super cool you know uh um the 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 bad guy the big crab in moana he loves Ooh, the big. I do crab. like the big crab in Moana. The big crab in Moana—that's his favorite. He he loves that one. So he's he's trying to see if there's an angle to be a bad guy, and uh, and make it work. But you know, I got I got I got 13 years or so before he goes to college. Maybe I could steer him in the right direction before then. You can't let him live that down when he gets old. No. Like, remember when you wanted to be a bad guy? I wanted to be like the crab in Moana. Oh, that's just fantastic. Uh, of course, speaking of bad guys. <laughs> the guy that's on a delay so it's going to take him a second to hear my insult it's the guy who is a hopeful member of the Toon Squad it's the doc Eric Mendelson. what's going on Toon Squad bad guy what am I Billy Eilish I don't know how that relates That's a, she has a song named bad guy David if you were a little bit cultured you'd understand no, I've heard the song but why does that Toon Squad relate to that Oh, I was asking how am I part of the Toon Squad? You're a hopeful member of the Toon Squad because you work on your game, you play uh, Volo basketball, and you're trying. You're, those are tryouts for the Toon Squad. Ugh, David, we gotta get. We, we, this is a bad intro for me. Okay, come on. Yeah. We'll, we'll do better next week. That's okay. <laughs> Sometimes the creative juices don't flow very well. But I'll tell you what flows well. That's what we have as far as episode today. It's going to flow very well. We have the MLB bottom three relegation draft. So the World Series is now over. Congratulations to those Atlanta Braves winning in six games. And we thought with the World Series over, what not better? Why not better to do than get out some draft content before we start looking at position previews and everything else that goes on in the offseason? So the three worst teams in baseball last year were the Arizona Diamondbacks, Baltimore Orioles, and Texas Rangers. And they are a place where you don't want to be. So we relegated them, demoted them to AAA, and us three and our special guest, Fantrax, Nathan Dockin, are going to draft players from these three teams. The key being that they have to have some major league experience to be drafted here. And it's going to be fun. We're going to do three pitchers and four utility players each using five by five roto scoring it's going to be a fantastic time so make sure you stay tuned for that after we go to our bullpen for our question of the week which in-game promotion is the best in mlb in the mlb and our game of the week coming in to shut the door so if you guys are ready to get another episode started then man we're here to do it for you 
Let's do it! Yeah! That was wonderful, man. I think you should work in some more vibratos next time. <laughs> uh, we lose, I feel like we'll lose some uh, some listeners from that. They're going to be like, in my ears, David. I feel like you hit. I feel like you hit puberty. Uh, mid, let's do it. Yeah, yeah, I probably did. Uh, some news and notes we'll get to real quick here. Starting off with the Big Kahuna, the World Series. World Series is over. Like we mentioned, the Atlanta Braves won in six games. I don't know about you guys. It was one of those situations where my heart wanted the Braves. My head said the Astros. I thought the Astros would win this. Cheesecake, do you feel like this was kind of a shocker to you, or did you think Atlanta had this? Um, well, I, I thought Atlanta had the had the best momentum coming into the playoffs out of all the teams. Um, and, you know, hats off to Alex Anthopoulos for how he responded to the injuries to Acuna and the loss of Ozuna for the season. You know, it's untraditional to then go out and trade for four different outfielders uh, to, to, to restock your, uh, your, your team after that. But look who stepped up big in the playoffs. Jorge Soler, Adam Duvall had two home runs in the World Series. Eddie Rosario was huge in the playoffs. And also Jock Peterson, playoff Jock, Jocktober. Mm-hmm. I mean – you, you, you can't you can't overlook the scrappiness you know there 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 was probably some people in the in the Braves fan base who when there was injuries when they started the season with with all their pitchers on the IL who thought this is a year to sell this is a year to regroup and and the Braves didn't give up they made they made big moves and they were bold and by the end of the season they were playing the best i i i i i thought that they had a good shot um at the start of the playoffs. Yeah. I mean, they, like you said, they were one of the hottest teams. They really rode that momentum into the world series and, uh, one in six games. And to be honest, it could have been sooner if they hadn't blown a big lead to the Astros, I believe in game four. So it was, uh, they looked like the team of destiny and they gotta be happy for Freddie Freeman. Doc, what about you? I know you're a big betting guy. Did you have any idea of betting on the Braves? I bet the Braves to come out of the pennant at plus plus six fifty. Uh, I only bet five dollars to win thirty two fifty. So um, lesson learned to bet a little bit more when Art says that the Braves are going to come out of the NL. I thought this when watching the game. I would be so scared fielding a ball hit off Jorge Soler's bat. Like I, I don't know if they tracked the exit velocity, but it just jumped off. Like he he hit the ball so hard, whether it was a home run, a ground out, a line drive. I, he might be the most fearful hitter in terms of exit velocity that I've seen this year. How far did that? But I, I think it said it only went like 440 feet, but that I don't think that told the whole story of that ball that he hit. That thing was a freaking missile. Uh, yeah. But and that one and that one that just went over uh, the bullpen in was it game five? I can't remember which game. The one that was just like well, the one the game they won three to two. Where where they just had uh, Dansby Swanson and he hit the home runs to account for all their runs, mm-hmm. he hit one that probably never got more than ten feet off the ground and went over into the bullpen. That was the third run for them that game. He hits he does hit the ball so hard. I mean he's I I I'm interested to see because he he played pretty well with them. I'm interested to see where he jumps up to in in drafts next year. Because it's going to depend on where he signs. But, you know, he was up in like the 60s, 70s coming into 2019. He was back at like 160 coming into 2020. So I'm wondering where he settles for next season. It will be very interesting to see. And I'm sure we'll start seeing ADP very soon. Let's get to the next bit of news here. And that's Buster Posey, who announced his retirement after 12 major league seasons. It's been quite a ride for him. Hall of Fame will be a question I think many will, will ask right now. He hit. Buster Posey, 304, 390, 499 with 18 homers and 454 plate appearances in 2021. So he's really going out on top after the struggles he had in 2019 and opting out of 2020 for COVID. But, I mean, if you look at his career, 158 career homers, a 302, 372, 460 slash, over 5,607 plate appearances. And uh, he also has 
2000, he had the 2012 NL MVP award, seven all-star selections, four silver sluggers, and a gold glove in 2016. I get the big question right now. Doc, is Buster Posey a Hall of Famer? No doubt. Like, he's one of the best catchers resume-wise all time. Three World Series, a World Series MVP, a regular season MVP, good counting stats. I mean, it's just crazy that this is even a debate. What about you, Cheesecake? Is it a no-doubter? No, he's not a no-doubter for me. Most Hall of Famers accumulate a ton of statistics over a long period of time, and he just didn't play long enough, didn't rack up the amount of statistics that generally qualify you as a no-doubter Hall of Famer. You look at a comparable catcher who retired in the 1980s named Ted Simmons, who um, who played for very successful baseball teams, the St. Louis Cardinals and the Milwaukee Brewers back then, and put up career stats over 200 career home runs. He's still waiting for the call. Now, it's different now. The eyes are more on the game. You know, people have a recency bias. But I think if you're just going based off statistics, his case is is murky at best. But when you look at what Doc said, when you look at the awards, when you look at the cachet that he had as the best catcher in the game for a long time, it helps his case. But generally, you there 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 needs to be more of an accumulation of statistics for Hall of Fame uh, credentials for them to get in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, who? Let me ask you, Cheesecake. Who do you think had a better career and, and deserves it more, Joe Mauer or Buster Posey? A Posey. Yeah, because he he went out. I think I think going out, well, the World Series titles help him, and he also going out on a high note. Whereas Maurer, by his end, was 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 just was just playing out the 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 string of a big contract. Yeah, uh, it'll be very interesting to see. I do think that Posey will get in, but uh, it's going to be very fun to watch. And and again, it's a great career. We wish him all the best in the retirement. And the Giants will now have Joey Bart most likely stepping in next year. And I'm sure his ADP will rise up because obviously great prospect pedigree. And he's on an offense that you would expect is going to take another step forward with all the money they might have to use for next season. So keep an eye on that as we will dive into the catcher previews, I'm sure, sometime in the next couple of months here. The last couple things or the last thing we're going to get to before we get to the episode here is the Padres hiring of Bob Melvin who I didn't even know was available to be had as a manager, to be completely honest with you. And I actually really like the move for the Padres. I think he's a old school manager. I think he also apparently there's no players that have had any problems with him. He's the players love playing for him. He's not one of those guys that I think overthinks things and he makes the right decisions. He actually manages and, and makes the right and does the right thing, makes the right calls. Cheesecake. Are you a fan of this move for the Padres who have obviously a huge payroll and a lot of expectations? Absolutely. They, uh, they really underperform and, and apparently the, the clubhouse stopped listening to Tingler by the end of the season, uh, which is one of the reasons why they collapsed. So they obviously needed a veteran, veteran hand to steer that ship. There's a lot, a lot of, a lot of good talent on that roster. And with Melvin at the top, I think they're going to be pretty hard to, pr- pretty tough next year. Yeah, I, they're getting, uh, you know, they're getting Mike Clevenger back. You would think that they would use probably a different approach. I know Blake Snell kind of had a rough patch through a little stretch there. I also believe that they uh, switch pitching coaches too. And I think that's also going to be very big for that pitching staff. Doc, anything you would like to say about the Padres here? No, apparently not. It's <laughs> <laughs> like... It's like the hundredth show when I couldn't hear anybody. <laughs> You're making editing a lot harder for. Uh, yeah, you know, you, you know, uh, I'm blaming the, I'm blaming this Wi-Fi. I'm trying to get hooked up, and it's just not working. You guys are on the same thing. David's ugly face, laughing. If only you could see the frozen picture right now. Oh my god! Well, if there's a time to transition from that. It's now. If you're enjoying the content of Triple Play Fantasy and want to hear more of what we got, please check out all the great things going on in the Triple Play Fantasy Network. We've got the Super Fantasy Bros, Between the Seams with Marty and Mac, and the Tripwire. If you like shorter content, Coach's Corners, Fantasy Foodies, Movie Minutes, and much more on our YouTube channel. And if writing is more your style, go to TripPlayFantasy.com 
where you'll see tons of great articles from our talented writers. And stay in the know by checking out the Twitter account on social media at Triple Fantasy. Now, fantasy baseball is universally loved. In fact, you show me somebody who doesn't like fantasy baseball, and I'll give you a nickel. And then I'll go kick that person in the shin. It's important <laughs> to stay on top of your game, which is why you can't let this fantasy draft, as we enter draft season, slowly creep up on you. Think of it like a lion stalking a gazelle. You're walking along, and then, boom, your fantasy draft comes and attacks you. And the next thing you know, you're waking up in the hospital bed with the doctor extracting teeth from your glutes. You don't want to be behind the eight ball. Stay in the know by listening to the Triple Play Fantasy Baseball Show all offseason for your fantasy needs. Right? Wouldn't you guys agree? Absolutely. We're going to be here for you. All right. Yeah. And a lot of great yes! stuff. Yes! Perfect. All right. We're going to jump into the MLB bottom three relegation draft with Nathan Dockin right after this quick break. Oh, yeah, baby. We are back. We are live tonight. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Triple Play Fantasy Network here with another baseball show coming at you on a Thursday night. Again, during Thursdays when we record the show, I don't even know what football it is. It doesn't exist anymore. We talk baseball. And, of course, we are joined, of course, the normal crew, Doc and Cheesecake here with me. But, fellas, are you feeling good tonight? Are you pumped to talk to our special guest? What are y'all? How are y'all feeling? Woo, baby! Let's go, man. I'm I'm ready. I I I I'm seeing value. I'm seeing seeing little value falling from 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 poor looking trees as I get ready for tonight's show. So so I'm ready for tonight. All right. Well, speaking of ready tonight, I uh, I had to take an energy drink before we got on because this guy brings so much energy and so much passion. I had to match him. So here we go. We welcome in a man that probably eats Chipotle while watching Scream. He's a fantasy baseball writer for Fantrax, former host of the Nasty Cast and the Dynasty Baseball Show. He's a revered baseball man who will wow you with his fantasy baseball knowledge, only second to his handsome looks. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time to go off the docket tonight because we welcome in Nathan Dockin. What's going on, man? Wow, thanks for having me. That was a tremendous intro. Thank you very much. I'm, uh, I'm looking forward to this, although I, I will say that the prep for this Sucked a little of my soul away. It, it was it was rough looking at these rosters and actually writing these names down. But still looking forward to it. It's been a minute since I've talked some baseball, so I'm glad to be here with you guys tonight. Hey man, we're pumped to have you. We're pumped to Mike Carter watching one of our good friends. So I love Mike hey, Carter. David, when you said you had to match his energy, did you have to match his shirt as well? Oh, <laughs> Is whoa! It the same shirt? See, same I, color. I like, see, Nathan and I are more like and we're, we're both Twins fans too. See, I. There's a lot going on here, and it might be scary if we go down this road, so I, I will wait to do that. But, fellas, before we get into what we have on, on plan for tonight, Nathan, what, what are you doing right now, man? What's what's going on in the Nathan Dockin world? Please fill us in. I'm um, sorry to disappoint you, but it's not very exciting. Uh, <laughs> I've had to actually scale back a lot of my writing, my fantasy writing, because of real life. Uh, we're short-staffed at my day job, just like most of places across the nation so i've just been working a ton of hours hasn't left a lot of time for the fun stuff you know what i mean so uh just just pretty much working my fingers to the bone and uh, that's why i'm glad to cut loose with you guys here a little bit i haven't i haven't even done a podcast for probably a couple months so i'm excuse me if i'm a little rusty dude it's all good i would never know it's you you know it's like always like our first time podcasting here especially with cheesecake cheesecake kind of when he podcasts he brings us down a little bit so we're all kind of at his level. So uh, don't right. worry. That's it's right. All good. We're all we're all here. We're all here to have fun tonight. Talk some baseball. And what better way to talk baseball with the World Series concluding? Congrats to those Atlanta Braves. Uh, let's talk. Everybody loves to talk drafts. So let's talk drafts tonight. And this draft content we're doing is a little bit different. The three teams that finished with the worst records last year: the Arizona Diamondbacks, Baltimore Orioles, and Texas Rangers. Yeah, well, yeah, they're no, they're, they're where you do not want to be right now. They're being relegated and being demoted to the uh, imaginary MLB team AAA league here. And we get to fill these rosters tonight. Each of us, the four of us, are taking these MLB players that have had experience on major league rosters, and we're going to see who can draft the best one. And we're calling it the MLB. Bottom three, because you know it kind of sounds catchy. MLB bottom three relegation draft. So MLB bottom, bottom three. three. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what I'm saying. 
three. You can do you have a lot of songs you can do with this. The three pitchers and four utility players each. We're going to assume we're doing five by five scoring, Roto scoring for this format here. And like I said, the rule is they have to have some type of major league experience at some point in their career. So you can't go ahead and take Adley Rutschman. I'm sorry, guys, that he's not available to be taken here. And uh, we'll do the prospects up another time. So I did not give, we're not going to do the order live. We're going to save a little bit of time here. So I randomized the order prior to the draft. And how it went is Cheesecake 1, Doc 2, Nathan 3, myself 4. All right? So, Cheesecake, you have the first pick. The commissioner has left the podium. You are on the clock. You have a choice of any player from any of these three teams to add to your roster. Who are you taking? Um, this is this is hard. The, the the strategies you want to go with, I wasn't sure if I got the first pick which way. I, I, I felt like there were a couple solid picks among these teams. But I think if you're going first overall from the relegation, you got to go with the man who broke out and get Cedric Mullins as the number one overall Ooh. pick in the relegation draft going on, on Team Cheesecake. Team Cheesecake at Cedric Mullins number one. A guy that's a real 30-30 threat, especially with Roto, that's a big deal. I can see where you went with that. That's uh, buying high right now. Now, Nathan, what do you think, man? If you had the first pick, would you have gone the same way? Yeah, I think he's uh, the, the easy first pick. Uh, made a ton of strides at the plate this year, and the speed is so hard to find. You know, even if the power pulls back a little bit next year, which I kind of expect he did overperform a little bit, I still think that you're getting kind of like a Starling Marte light with him. So, uh, yeah, out of this crop that we're looking at here with the three worst teams uh, in baseball, I'd say that that's a pretty safe, easy number one for me. All right. I like it. So Cedric Mullins off the board. Doc is going to you now with the second pick. Who are the what what is your team name? It'd be funny if we actually had a team name anyway. Team Doc. Team Doc. Okay, Team Doc. I like it. Uh, pr- pr- pretend I pretend I did a walk out from the the backstage to the podium. I'm opening up with the second pick in the 2021 MLB relegation draft. <laughs> Team Doc selects Starling Marte, second base, outfield, Arizona Diamondbacks. Woo! Everybody Wait. claps. Great pick at number two. Starling Marte. That's the wrong Marte. I said Cattell Marte. You, just, you said Starling Marte. I think I put it in your brain. Yeah, I think so. There was a Did little I? bit of brain drive. He just Nathan just said Starling. But yeah, Cattell had a really nice, really nice season uh, after he came back from injury. I was looking at him. I was like, well, he he was the one who I thought might be the, the, the other contender for one because he's done it for a little bit longer. His track record's a little bit better. But I couldn't take him over Mullins with uh, with what he put in. Yeah, Doc. I mean, that's that's a very um, the multi-position eligibility. Yeah, I mean, he's he's been obviously a great uh, contact hitter, hitting for a, a decently high average. Showed power, and uh, you got that's not striking out very much either, which is all very great things to have as a high-end pick there, Doc. Would you have gone if you had the number one pick? Would you have taken him over Mullins? I, that's, I was debating it too, and I'm actually glad I got the second. I do think that Mullins is going to regress a little bit. Um, I think Cattell Marte, the biggest bugaboo with him was the lack of steals. He did have that hamstring strain, which affected his ability to be active on the base pass. But he's somebody that we, I've seen do it for a longer period than Mullins. So I probably would have gone with him with my number one. Okay. All right. Well, Nathan, the two uh, consensus seems like top guys are off the board. This is where the draft gets interesting here. Who are you going with the third pick here? Yeah, those are easily the top two. And so I have a little bit of a decision on my hands, but I think if I'm starting a franchise, which I don't know, I was just trying to think of a name, you know, for my friend. It would have to be the most depressing animal that you could think of. I don't know, maybe like an anteater or something, or a, like a dung beetle. We'll be the dung beetles. This, 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 team is, this team is just crap. Dung beetles are depressing. <laughs> so um however there is going to be one bright spot on my roster it's going to be zach gallon oh um, you man <laughs> so he had a really rough year last year 425 or uh 430 era obviously had a lot of uh injury issues missed a lot of time just made 23 starts but i do think that he can bounce back and be better next year i don't know if he's going to be necessarily a fantasy ace uh, but i think he can get closer to 
that uh, 366 FIP that he had in 2020 than the 430 ERA he put up this year and be the, the number one start, the, the opening day starter for the Dung Beetles. <laughs> opening day starter, that gallon, that for the Dung Beetles. That sounds fantastic. <laughs> uh, okay. You know what's so, great is we're all going to have bad teams, but David's going to have the worst team. Like well, David's not going to have anybody good starting out. <laughs> I, I want to see the dung beetles in a mascot race. Would you have to push a giant giant ball of poop like yeah, a dung oh, yeah. beetle in the mascot race? Definitely. All right, that's all I want to know. <laughs> so there are a couple of weird ways I could go with this pick because you're and, doing we're doing a snake, right? Sorry, yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'll do my two picks, and right. believe it or not, I think I'm taking two Orioles here, uh, which is disgusting as that sounds. Mancini and Means. Well, John Means is going to be the first of the picks, and John Means coming off a career year, six and nine, three six two ERA was obviously had a, a lot better first half than he did second half of the year. Uh, first half of the year, he uh, well, I should say it, April one seventy ERA, May two forty three ERA. Then in June went up to uh, only one start, so we won't really count that. But then he had a five ERA each of the next two months after, settled back down to a two seven six ERA in September. He looked like he made it some significant strides this year. Had a uh, top, I believe, four percent of the league as far as walk percentage, four point four percent this year. Expected ERA a little bit higher than his actual ERA, but not crazy high. Still in the low fours. A guy that you know you can count on for the most part to lead your staff here, especially with these three worst teams here. Did give up a high max EV, but I do think that that fastball changeup combination he has is pretty lethal. And I feel like with these three teams, there's not a lot of great pitching options. So if I can snag one of the top three pitching options here and try to build a a decent staff from that, that's where I'll start. And then I'm going to go with their young stud, Mr. Ryan Mountcastle, who... uh, Obviously, if you Ooh. look earlier on in the year, kind of struggled, but he did bounce back and he's at a position at first base that actually, which in, most people think is deep from years and years past, it's actually not as deep as you think anymore. First base is actually a position that over the years has kind of been a little bit more of a question mark. But I mean, Ryan Mountcastle, 255 average, give you four steals, also hit 33 home runs, which people might not realize he hit over 30 home runs last year. And uh, hit the ball really hard, had a 114.6 max exit velocity, top 7% in the league. Strikeout percentage is a little bit higher than league average. I would like that to go down a little bit. But he hits the ball way harder. Hard percentage is harder than league average. And uh, I think he's a really great young player here that you can have as a good building block for your roster. I will take the Orioles pros- the two Orioles players here. And uh, I'll start out with that. since it's disgusting, but let's let it ride. So. Nathan's back to you, my friend. All right. Well, we might as well keep the Oriole trainer rolling here with the aforementioned train man, Trey Mancini. I mean, who doesn't love a good comeback story um, with, with Mancini? It came back and, you know, he pretty much rocked it. Uh, 176 ISO is a little bit down from his 2019 numbers, but still, you know, 21 homers, 147 games, uh, 255 average, and by uh, his expected numbers, he even underperformed a little bit. A 326 Woba compared to a, a 339x Woba. So I expect even a little bit more from him next year, heading into what was well, well he'll be hitting the uh, the ripe old age of 30. So I'm not exactly starting young here, but uh, I still think that he's going to be a pretty good bat for a couple of years here, occupying either first base or my outfield. And uh, plus, you could have like a Man, Man, Mancini Mankini day. Maybe we could dress up the Dung Beetle mascot, the little mankini, and have him run around or something. I forgot that I didn't. I didn't pick a mascot for my team. <laughs> we're gonna be the. Uh, we're gonna be the rhinos because oh, there's the remember the dinos for the uh, in the uh, KBO. Yeah, I feel like that was really catchy. So I'll, I'll play off of that and I'll say we're the rhinos. The dinos, the rhinos. We uh we give you the horn if we uh we spear you or whatever if we uh we dominate you or something something catchy I I could come up with, but I don't know if we're beating the dung beetles. Uh, <laughs> I, I like that pick there. I think Mancini's a good safe pick. You know what he's going to give you, and even though he's thirty, it doesn't mean that his career is anything. He's probably more obviously closer to the back nine, but um he's still obviously not like he's like in his mid thirties or anything like that. So he could definitely still give you some production. Doc, back to you. Who you taking? As he, all right. So for me, second pick, uh, team, team, 
Team Doc takes Adolis Garcia, outfielder, uh, Tampa Bay Ra- or uh, Texas Rangers. God, you are messing up. Uh, the crowd pizza. cheers once again. Yay! Great. <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, I think it's my connection, and that's why it's laggy. But 31 homers, 16 stolen bases, obviously really bad K rate. You worry about that in a points league, not a five by five roto. But once again, the talent isn't deep here. I'm going with the best player available. I looked at the pitching staff. So you guys got both good, reasonable starters. So not going to reach just yet. All right. So you got your second player there. Got some power in your lineup. Cheesecake, back to you for two. This is where this is where you make the mistake because there is a reasonable starter left. And and he's gonna be he's gonna be cringeworthy, but Madison Bumgarner is still available. So I'm taking old Mad Bum. He showed he still had some uh, some juice left and some some gas left in the tank this year. Uh producing producing well down this down the stretch. I, I had him on a lot of my a lot of my teams. Now my teams weren't great. That doesn't say much, but he was helping me a little bit and he's gonna help the cheesecake, um, uh, a sloths. We're going to be the sloths. The That's sloth. going to be our team. Yeah. Uh, so Madison Bumgarner is my second pick, my first pitcher. And I'm going to go, let's see. I think I'm going to go with Nate Lowe as my third pick. Uh, someone who's has a really nice walk rate. I like his approach at the plate. His hard hit percentage is very high. And was, was, this was really his first chance to, to show what he can do. And he had a he had a really solid season hitting over 260 with 18 home runs and over 70 runs in RBIs. All right. I like it, Cheesecake. I like the way that this team is going. Doc, it's now back to you. So uh, we've changed our name to the Seahorses. We're gonna, <laughs> you know, spice things up a little bit. And uh, yeah. The seahorses. I mean, we're all going animal themed. And uh, I'm going to go first pitcher. I'm going to a little bit of a contrarian pick. And I'm going to take Merrill Kelly. The Diamondbacks exercised his $5.5 million club option for 2022. Actually had the second most innings pitched out of all the pitchers in this group at 158. And uh, he started out the year on the uh, IL with the thoracic outlet syndrome. Built up his arm strength over the course of the season. Had some really big... Uh, uh, upside games going seven, eight innings plus um, towards the end of the year. So Merrill Kelly, ace of the uh, seahorses. Let's go. <laughs> now I have to ask you, Doc. Uh, you were once, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, his name was not to be uttered by you or anybody that you knew. You you put out a thing on him. You said, I'm done with him. I don't want him. Yeah, you don't draft. You don't. You don't. You well, no, no, no. Let's let's be fair. He's not uh, Tyler Anderson. He's not in Tyler Anderson territory. <laughs> but he's close. I mean, how many? I need three pitchers. He's the best one there. I don't care if he's named after a Pokemon. I have to draft him. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. All right, Nathan, back to you. I please don't take my guy for the second straight time. So who are you taking? <laughs> Man, I I am kind of waffling it internally here. But I'm just going to swing for the fences rather than going for probably the safer pick. I'm going to take Spencer Howard with the Texas Rangers. Still just 25 years old. Huge prospect pedigree. Obviously kind of fizzled in his 2021 debut. But I think that there is going to be a lot more under the hood that uh, the Rangers will hopefully be able to uh, tinker with and get some huge success out of. He's got big swing and miss stuff. Deep repertoire. Uh, good, you know, going to have to work on the command a little bit, but I really think that uh, 2022 even could be a breakout for Spencer Howard, and I think that that trade uh, for the Rangers to get him was a huge steal. Yeah, and he's going to actually get used, hopefully, the right way. They're going to allow him to kind of go out and, and play and not restrict him, put him in right. like a middle relieving role. I think that's a good that that's see that could be like we could go back and look at this in a year, and that could be the best pick of the draft depending on how it turns out, depending on like hey. He was kind of the the swing for the fences, like you were saying. Like he turned out and he made your team, or he stunk and you used a higher pick on him and kind of busted. So I I think it's a good gamble to take there. Hey, dung beetles go big or go home. I like it. I like it. I'm gonna go with this. Pick. I'm going Dalton Varsho, and 
The reason Dalton Varsho, I'm taking Oh, I thought I could get him next round. No, man. I hate you, David. No, man. The stolen <laughs> bases obviously are a big appeal. He had six steals last year and 315 plate appearances. So you would think he'd give you double-digit steals in a full season where he's playing. And people will look at those numbers. 246 batting average, 318 OBP, 437 slugging. Doesn't pop out at you. But if you look at how he finished the year, the last few months of the year, looking back to July, August, and September, he hit all 11 of his home runs over the course of those three months, and he hit a combined over 270 over those last three months as well. Also got five steals during that time. So I think that he kind of started showing those strides at the plate, and when you look at the StatCast page, it doesn't tell that whole story necessarily about how he did uh, towards the back end of the year. So I think that obviously with the Diamondbacks having not a lot of talent on their roster, he also is multi-position eligible playing center field or catcher. And catcher, we know, is a very hard position to fill. I do think this guy is one of those that, that's rising up the ranks. Actually had a below average K rate, a above average walk rate as well. I think he's a guy that's going to be a nice cornerstone here for my roster at that position. Now, the other guy, I'm a little more kind of not sure where I want to go with this pick. But I feel like I owe it to myself. And to everyone around me that I go with my alter ego, Dane Dunning. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> Sniped. I love it. Yeah, Dane Dunning uh, obviously was a big prospect in the Chicago White Sox system, was traded over to the Texas Rangers. And his first year obviously did not go super great, but I do believe there's a lot of potential there. I mean, 4-5-1 ERA, 27 games in his first year with the Rangers, a little under a K per nine. Uh, the expected ERA, a little higher than the actual ERA, but he gets he has a decent K percentage, has a great, I love his pitch sequencing, and I love the fact that how he uses his his sinker. I think his sinker is a really good pitch. I also think he does, has a good approach where he throws change-ups inside a lot to lefties, and he seems like he's he's kind of got a good head on his shoulders. Seems like he's developing, and um, you look at his peripherals, there is stuff there that you can see. Uh, I mean, the whiff percentage on the slider, 38%. Uh, the changeup is a healthy 32.4%. I think he's a guy that I'm, I'm happy to get. Gets a lot of ground balls, 54% ground ball percentage. Good number two to have for this rotation, keeping my team balanced. Let's go back to Nathan. Yeah, man, I like that pick a lot, obviously. For my reaction, that was <laughs> going to be my next pick. But instead, I'll pivot to Anthony Santander. Who is you know? I mean, we're kind of getting to the, the less exciting uh, guys at this point, but uh, you know, I like I like him uh, enough. You know, he's got some power. He's going to bring some pop to uh, to my outfield there. Obviously, just uh, kind of a I don't know. He's not very exciting. He can hopefully give you you know twenty five home runs, two fifty batting average, that kind of thing. Ran into some injury issues. Didn't play a full season last year, but uh, you know, I liked what he showed in uh, the smaller spurt last year. So. Uh, you know, we're, we're getting to the ugliness, so I'll, whatever. I'm not stoked about it, but I'll take him. All right, Santana, they're off the the uh, board there. Who are the seahorses taking, Doc? The seahorses are going to go with the first reliever on the board, and that's Joe Barlow for mm. the Texas Rangers. He had 11 save, three holds for a one five five ERA, a point, uh, .83 whip. Nine saves came in the last month of the season. Now, the Rangers, whoever finishes out the bullpen to end the season, typically implodes at the beginning of the season. Niftali, please. Sean Tolleson. Um, we've seen a couple other ones, but, you know, say you're not going to get many save opportunities with this team or with these teams. So I'm going to try to lock up uh, saves. So, Mr. Barlow, welcome to the Seahorses. <laughs> Is that your guys' symbol? You guys, the like money sign that Johnny Manziel. <laughs> I I uh, I think uh, maybe maybe like this or something. I don't know. Seahorses. <laughs> Man, you took you took my guy. I was like I was like Barlow. I hope I hope he gets to me. That's uh, that's tough, man. That's tough. Sniped. Sniped me on that one. I was like, sniped. Who was? Now, now I'm going to show who is the the closer for the Rangers that they traded to Seattle and then didn't keep the job in Seattle last season. You're talking about, um, oh my god, um, because uh, I know you, the one the the point you were making about how Texas closers who finish the season as closer 
don't close the next year. I was like, their their last season closer was the same thing. Um, I'll, look, I'll look that up for you. Yeah, Rafael. No, never mind. I'm gonna it, go. It was, I think it was Rafael Montero. Yeah, is that right? Um, yeah. I'm gonna go. My first pick here is gonna be Taylor Hearn. Uh, I'm getting Taylor Hearn. He had a he he had a really nice July, a really nice August. His September would have looked pretty good too. Would have looked definitely serviceable. It's if there wasn't one really poor start against the Chicago White Sox, where he gave up seven runs in three innings. Other than that one start, he was a serviceable pitcher for the last three months of the season. And uh, now I have a, a nice a staff going here with Madison Bumgarner and Taylor Hearn. And uh, just just because this is a five by five. Uh, I'm going to go and take the second closer off the board and get Tyler Wells from the Baltimore Orioles, who finished the season as their closer. Six foot eight, 255 pounds, got four saves in the month of September. Uh, and I think he's, uh, he's perhaps an inside track to the job. But of course, I, I spent too much draft capital on Hunter Harvey last year. So we know how smart it is to early invest in <laughs> Orioles closers. So, but, uh, um, Tyler Wells is my guy. All right, so we've got two now, two closers off. This is going to hurt your ratios right there. <laughs> Doc, are you going with, with your fifth player now? Uh, you know, I'm liking the value for this guy, and it's uh, Mr. David Peralta. Um, you know, kind of a, a down 2020, bounced back a little bit in 2021, 259, eight homers, 63 RBIs, two stolen bases. Nothing flashy, but a steady Eddie, somebody that's not going to ruin your ratios like an Orioles closer. Okay. I like it. They taking uh, just a, a, a jag there to fill out some needs there. Not hurt you, not really help you too, too much. Kind of just like you said, a guy in there. Nathan, who's your pick? I'm going to stick with the bats and go with Austin Hayes, a mm-hmm. guy who's had a weird start to his career, came out and just crushed and then completely fell off. But last year, bounced back, 22 home runs, 256 average in 131 games. Not too bad. So, you know, steamer uh, projection forward a little bit next year, 25 bombs, a 256 average. And a smattering of steals, which is something that I do not have yet. So at least he's kind of one of those not-nothing guys who could hopefully chip in at four last year. You know, maybe he could get five to ten, something like that. Help me out a little bit in the stolen base category. Okay. Austin Hayes is great value for this point. Obviously, we're kind of getting to the latter half of the draft here. I think that's a great pick there to make. I'm going to fill out the rest of my staff here and take this guy first here, and that's going to be Glenn Otto. Glenn Otto, I think, is a nice upside pick here as the third pitcher of my staff. I think you got a taste of him, just just a little bit of a taste what he could do. Uh, 28 strikeouts in 23.1 innings. Whip was a little bit high, but if you look, his 9.26 ERA was his expected era was actually closer to five two six. Obviously, this is a very raw prospect. He traded over from the Yankees in the Joey Gallo trade, but I do think there's a lot there that I do really like. He has a thirty three percent whiff rate on his slider. A great pitch that he has there. Ground ball rate was about league average. Fly ball rate was below league average. Uh, I think there's a lot there for him. And looking at his profile, had a you know decently. Low launch angle, so it wasn't giving up as many fly balls, hopefully, as uh, going over the fence as you would want for, or if you didn't want to, excuse me. But I think he's, yeah, I think he's one of those guys. This is kind of an upside pick. If, you know, if he hits, then having him as my third pitcher, I think, could work out really well. The other guy I'm going to go with is on the same team, and that's Nick Solak. Nick Solak, who was a very big disappointment in 2021, but still has a very nice, healthy K rate. 20.9% 20.9% below league average, walk rate a little bit below league average, 242 average. He's going to give you some stolen bases, had seven last year, 11 homers, 57 RBIs. He's going to get playing time. The Texas Rangers don't have a bunch of players right now that are going to come up and take his spot. So I think he'll get the playing time, which will help obviously give you the numbers to fill out categories there. And I think at, as my sixth player in the draft here, I'll take that value. All right. Yeah, that's a good bounce back pick. And I am going to hammer down the steals, hopefully, with my next pick uh, in Isaiah Kiner-Falefa. Mm. Ooh, a guy, you know, he's, ah! 
Yeah. <laughs> Used to be a catcher, can't slot him in there anymore, but 20 steals from a shortstop at this point is not too shabby. And, you know, you're not going to get much power at all with him, but you're going to get steals. You're going to get an average that's not going to kill you. It might even be good, dare I say. So uh, at this point, feel good with Isaiah Kiner Falefa. All right. That is a good Plus pick. He was could, one of the... we, we could sell uh, Falefa falafels in the. In the... <laughs> <laughs> the nacho stand or whatever. I like it. IKF with the dung deals. It it just sounds like it fits together. Marketing. Right? Marketing. <laughs> Falafel falafels. Yeah. Doc, back to you. Uh I'm gonna finish out my pitching staff and go Jordan Lyles. Like I, I just feel dirty with this pick, but <laughs> he actually threw the most innings out of anyone for the teams at 180. Uh 10 wins, uh, overshadowed by his 13 losses. Actually only allowed seven home runs on the year. You know, 5.15 ERA, 1.39 whip isn't something to get excited about, but he's going to be an innings eater. And to get him with my final pick, I'm not going to say that's value because that's like calling trash a treasure. I know the expression, but Jordan Lyles, I guess, come to the seahorses. If you're not enthusiastic, he may ask for a trade. <laughs> That's fine. I'll Ben Simmons him. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> All right. Art, your last two picks. All right. So finishing out, I have two hitters left to take. And I'm just gonna go straight to the Diamondbacks and raid Don't raid their raid their young guys, get Josh Rojas and Paven Smith to finish out my my team. Two young hitters, both hit over 260 last year with a little bit of pop. Rojas has a little bit more speed. He got nine steals. But uh, but Paven had that nice max EV. I think there might be more power in his bat as he as he grows up a little bit. All right. I like it. Two I solid must, players to add there. I will say I must have accidentally deleted Josh Rojas from my little spreadsheet here. <laughs> Otherwise, I would have drafted him previously. <laughs> so... I like that pick a lot. He would, yeah, he would have gone earlier. Yeah, if it was nice not pick. for my mistake. Um. All right. Well, now Doc, it's now your final pick for the Seahorses. Uh, the Seahorses are going to round it out with Christian Walker. We're going to oh, roll heavy with the Diamondbacks hitting offense with with Peralta, Marte, and uh, Christian Walker, the guy that we've seen have you know close to thirty home run upside. Not going to give you any steals. And they're going to hit around two fifty, but He's a big guy, and uh, you know, hopefully the Diamondbacks don't go on a light, on a 19 game losing streak like they did this year. Otherwise, my hitting is going to be in shambles. All right, Nathan, who's your last pick? All right, well, I might as well try to get like scavenge a couple uh, saves here. I'm just going to take Cole Salser. <laughs> not the, not no. the, Once again, hurting the ratio. Buddy. <laughs> yeah, uh, whatever. I'll pick up a couple stray saves. You know, 270 RA last year, uh, strikeout per nine north of 10. So, pretty reliable guy. Not too, not too sexy, not too exciting, but he'll get the job done. Speaking of not too sexy or exciting, my last pick, my last hitter is going to be Nick Ahmed. 10 homers and, uh, 46 RBI, six stolen bases. A guy that walks league average, strikes out about league average. Drag. Yeah, I mean, he's, He's not going to be sexy or anything, but he's going to be a guy that you can put in your lineup. Not hurt you, not really help you. Only 236 average, but two years ago he did hit in, um, or I'm sorry, a year ago he did hit 266 and 254 the year prior. So I do think he can give you a league average batting average. And as the last pick, the Mr. Irrelevant in this draft, I do think you could do worse. So I'll take him to round out the squad. So those are our seven players. Very, uh, we dug kind of at the bottom of the barrel there. We're going to tweet out each of our teams. I'm going to, we're going to have in a tweet, have all the teams there, and we're going to put a poll out and see which team you guys think had drafted the best relegation team. Who could go out there right now and take down an, another major league roster? Because <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if any can, but potentially we don't know. Anyway, nice job, guys. I will have to ask you guys to read me your teams off air so we get that put out there. But in the meantime, it's time to get now to the question of the week. And we cut it there so we don't get copyrighted. Our question of the week is sponsored by Monkey Knife Fight. Triple Play Fantasy is an official affiliate to Monkey Knife Fight. 
the fastest growing sports betting site in the United States. New depositors receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 using promo code Triple Play. So as Nike says, just do it. All right, Doc, our question this week, what do we got? So what is the best in-game promotional event? So, you know, you have things like the seventh inning stretch at the National Stadium. They have the President's Race, the uh, Camden Yards. They have the Crab Shuffle. So what in-game promotion is the best? And Nathan, you are the guest, so I'll let you go first unless you don't have one. Oh, I mean, it's clear it's got to be the Dakota Dung Beetles, Mankini, <laughs> Pile of Dung, Push Around, uh, which we did. <laughs> <laughs> that needs to become a thing. <laughs> it's got, I mean, we've got like the Rumble Ponies in the minor leagues. They could, there could be some Dung Beetles out there. We got we to gotta petition somebody. Um, I don't really have one that comes to mind too much, except for along those lines. You know, the freeze is really cool. But yeah, I guess I've always been... It's the the presidents, right? It, uh, yeah, that's that's got to be mine. The, the presidential race. Maybe I'll think of something when you guys are talking about other stuff too. But uh, it's got to get my vote. Both of those are good. I, I'll just quickly say that because you mentioned it, mine was going to be the Mister Freeze. I think them a regular. Oh, person, that's mine too. Well, he mentioned it, so I was like, I might as well talk. I mean, Doc, I guess we can just both say Mister Freeze running around like what is ever it is like 50, half a football field behind <laughs> the other person. And getting a late start and then just passing, and they the, look, they look back and. <laughs> the, the best is there's a gift that of a guy hyping up the crowd, and then he notices he passes him and he stumbles. I'll give another one because I actually found a website where they have uh, everything on here. Okay, what's the other one? So, the famous racing sausages at Miller Park. So oh, yeah, I've seen that. It's uh, it's a couple sausages racing each other. Uh, it's basically flip-flopping the presidents and uh, get major points for being first and for being delicious. And that's from the Brewers website itself. There you go. Cheesecake did, uh, which one's yours? So uh, it weren't, wasn't it the sausages that um, Dimitri Young hit with a bat when they were running past him? Do you guys remember this? Do you guys remember that? Was it Dimitri? It might not have been Dimitri Young, um, but... There Sounds was, like something they, Delman Young would do. Yeah, they 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 was they was doing a sausage race, and he's got a bat in his hand. He just like you know maybe maybe yeah, just whacks him, knocks the sausage over. I think he got <laughs> I think he got like a suspension for it. I'm gonna go. I'm not gonna go with anything specific, but I if you ever go to a minor league game where they have people spin on the bat, and then try to run out to the mound, and they are running in circles and falling on the ground to try and win some local prize $50 gift card to the local Applebee's watching like two 50 year old women spinning around on a bat and trying to run out to the mound is pure entertainment. Uh, that, that I, I just love those, especially minor league games. They have to come up with all these funny things and the, and the bat spin, you know, is one of my favorites. That's a good one. I didn't even know that they had that tradition. Did you guys, did you guys know about Super Bucko Run at PNC Park? I did not. No. You're playing a life-size version of Super Mario Run, so they like put a screen up, and you have to like jump like you're hitting the blocks. Um, I'll send you guys the, the oh, clip wow. of it, because it's pretty cool. I was just looking at it right now. That sounds way better than watching the pirates. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I... I... You cool. you go for the in game promotions. You go for the view behind home plate. You don't go to watch the pirates. No. <laughs> yeah, um, I think those are all good ones. I'm sure there's more. Like Eric said, that site exists, so you could probably find other ones. But those are definitely the ones that get spread around. I think social media and outlets a lot more. But let's get to the last segment of the night, and that's going to be our game of the week. All right, our game of the week is also hosted by Doc this week. So, what is on the docking for this game, Eric? So, it's a game we've played before, but since the season officially ended, I'm going to give you guys six categories. It's kind of like leading off from um, from Sumpta Schwab. Mm-hmm. So, we're going to start with David, then Art, then Nathan, and there's going to be you know six to nine answers per category. If you get it right, it goes to the next person. If you get it wrong, 
then the last person remaining wins. I have six topics, and then I have a seventh for a tiebreaker. Sound good? Yeah, let's do it. All right, so David, we're starting off with you. The six teams that scored the most runs this year. New York Yankees. That is incorrect. You're already out. <laughs> Art. Houston Astros. Yankees were seventh. Houston Astros, number one at 863. Nathan, to you. Blue Jays. Blue Jays. Only team in there. Yes, 846. Um, cheesecake. The Dodgers. The Dodgers, 830. They're in there. Nathan. Oh, man. Uh, yeah, beyond that, I'm not entirely sure. I'm going to just guess the Giants because they won a lot of games. I know it was Giants games. last on the list at 8.04, but they're yeah. in there. Okay. So we got two left. Back to you, Cheesecake. White Sox. White Sox is incorrect. So Nathan's oh. going to win this category. The last two were the Rays, who actually had the second most runs at 8.57. And the Red Sox. Oh. So three teams in the AL East that weren't the Yankees. So Nathan's got one. Art, we're beginning with you for this next category. The six teams that allowed the most runs in the MLB this season. Rockies. Rockies is incorrect. What? Wow. So Nathan, okay. Nathan, we're going to you. I'm going to go with the Diamondbacks. The Diamondbacks, second most allowed at 893. Okay. David, we're going to you. Got to go with the Orioles. Orioles the most at 956. <laughs> Nathan, back to you. We got four teams left. All right. Well, they, uh, they were on the list earlier, so I'll guess the Rangers. That staff <laughs> is rough. The Rangers were the cutoff. They're the seventh team. So David's going to win this category. Oh. Number three oh, yeah, was the go. Cubs at 839. Fourth was the Twins at 834. Fifth was Pirates at 833. And then sixth was the Nats at 820. Oh, wow. So David and Nathan both have one. Nathan, we're beginning with you. The nine players that were at the top of the home run leaderboard. Uh, Well, I'm going to go with Vlad. Vlad Jr. on the list. David, to you. Teoscar Hernandez. Teoscar Hernandez, not on the list. Oh, wow. That was not a good We're going to Art. Sal Perez. That was an awful first guess. Sal Perez, number one. Going back to Nathan. Oh, no. Oh, God. This is... is I am disappointed in you guys. Yeah. I'm very disappointed. (laughs) I always check these leaderboards at the end of the season, and I just didn't do it this year. So now my brain is just... Good. <laughs> oh, God. This is miserable. Um... Oh, God. Okay, you should just... Five, like, yeah, four, help me down. Three, this is terrible. two, uh, Vander Bogarts. one... Incorrect. I am disappointed. Otani, Marcus Semyon, Fernando Tatis, Matt Olson, Mitch Haniger, Aaron Judge, and Brandon Lowe. Wow. So we everybody has one apiece. All right. David, we're back to you to start. The six players with the most stolen bases. Starling Marte. Starling Marte is number one. Or to you. Okay. Now my brain just goes blank. Um, That's what happens when you play a game. happened to me. <laughs> uh, Shohei Otani. Shohei Otani is incorrect. Oh. Nathan, to you. Whit Merrifield. That's Whit Merrifield, number two. Back to you, David. Those were the two I knew, Oswald. Um. Uh. Oh my God. Um. Trey Turner. Trey Turner, number three. Back to you, Nathan. Oh. <laughs> you guys got the one, two, and three in order. Yeah. 
Oh, God. Uh, well, I know Isaiah Carter got 20, so I'll just say him. <laughs> I can't think of anybody off the top of my head right now. That's probably not right. Incorrect. And I'm going to say I'm disappointed on both you guys for multiple levels. Cedric Mullins, number four. 30 30 guy. Um, Miles Straw at five and Tommy Edmund at six. Oh. So David's got Miles two, Straw. Art's got one, and Nathan's got one. Yeah, disappointed in LC that he didn't go Cedric Mullins first. LC, we're beginning with you for this. The six pitchers, starting pitchers with the lowest ERA. And it's not, I'm not going to say like, oh, like Dane Dunning, he pitched 10 innings pitch. No, like people that pitched the entire season are a good portion. Max Scherzer. Max Scherzer, number two on the list. Nathan. Walker Bueller. Walker Bueller, number three on the list. David, to you. Um, did Adam Wainwright sneak in? Is that your answer? Um, no. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I'm gonna say, are you going to the mall? Oh, Robbie Ray. (laughs) Well, both are incorrect. So (laughs) you get out for that. Uh, we're going back to art four answers left. Um, um, Corbin Burns. Corbin Burns, ERA leader. Back to you, Nathan. Brandon Woodruff. Brandon Woodruff, number four on the list. Art, back to you. We got two left. Um, he didn't pitch enough innings. Mm-hmm. I can't think of anybody. Mm. Guess, guess. Um. Okay, uh, Zach Wheeler. Can you guess who? It's a mystery. Zach Wheeler. Oh. He's on the list. Good. Yes. Wow. Nathan, the pressure yeah. is on you. If you get this, you guys both get a point. If not, oh, then man. Art gets this. I have two guesses in mind. I don't know if either one of them's right. But um, uh, I don't know which one to go with. <sighs> I'm going to just say my boy, Freddie Peralta. My Good other- guess, but incorrect. The la- who was your other guy? Shohei Otani. No, it's Kevin Gosman. Oh, okay. All right, so David and Art with two, Nathan with one. If Nathan ties us up, we got a three-way tie going into our final question. Nathan, we are going to begin with you. The six relief pitchers with the most saves. Oh, God. Oh, man. I <laughs> uh, I can't. I, Mark Belanson started so hot. I know he cooled down, but I think he still is towards the top, right? He is at the top. He's number one with 39 okay. saves. David. Did, uh, I think, did Kenley Jans- Jansen still get there? Kenley Jansen, number two at 38 saves. Art to you. Um, Liam Hendricks. Liam Hendricks tied at two with 38 saves. Back to you, Nathan. Got the four, five, six up there. Oh, man. Uh, I know he wasn't in there for a while. Did Aroldis Chapman get there? Incorrect. So, David. It's going to you. If you get this right, puts the pressure on Art. If not, Art's going to win the game. He's going to win the game? Yep. Uh, did Alex no, Reyes work there? That is incorrect. Oh, my God. Uh, so I don't have to get it right? You know what? I feel like that's a bad way to end. I feel like you do need to get it right. Josh Hader? Oh, my God. Josh oh, Hader! Yeah. I don't even forget there about Josh Hader. The other two. Right? The other two, Will Smith and Raziel Iglesias. Ah, once again, David wow. chokes. Once again, David chokes in the game. <laughs> oh my god, I was right there too. I don't know how I didn't guess Hater. Well, uh, I, I, when you said Alex Reyes, I said David. I was thinking like, come on, come on, man. You didn't go with your relief pitcher one or the most notable name. Like, I know. I'm disappointed in you. I, you deserve to lose. Well, I'll give Art his his crowd cheer. 
Nice job there, Cheesecake. On that note, we're going to make sure we get Nathan out of here. Nathan, appreciate you coming on the show tonight, man. I know it was a little hectic uh, beginning setting up, so appreciate your flexibility with everything, and uh, just appreciate your time, my friend. Oh, it was great. Great being on. Thanks, you guys, for having me. Yeah, I wish I would have done my uh, end of season. You know, like I said, with work, it's been so busy. I didn't even do my end of season leaderboard review. I would have aced this game. Instead, I uh, I sucked, but whatever. At least I didn't get shut out. <laughs> so how about this? How, how about How about this? One year from today, we'll have you back on, and we'll play the no, we'll same game. We'll and if you on don't win, it, we'll have him on before that. But we'll have you on before that. But exactly one year from the end of the World Series, you'll come back on. You'll be the betting favorite to win. And if you don't <laughs> win after looking at the leaderboards, you're never welcome back. <laughs> Fair and deal. <laughs> All right, Nathan. All give, right. Us, give us anything that you want people to know. Where they can find you on Twitter. If there's a article you've done you want people to look at or any future projects what would you like the people to know yeah man just check out fantraxhq.com that's where all of my future work will be uh at will be found out of course i always link to that from uh, my twitter account which is just my name at nathan dockin d-o-k-k-e-n love it make sure you check him out and all the great stuff he does over at fantrax it's truly some good stuff Appreciate you guys checking out Triple Play, whether you watch, whether you listen to the podcast, ever you consume the content, it is greatly appreciated. Injected in your veins. Yeah. Injected in there. Next week, we're going to be joined by another guest for what is sure to be a fun episode. So until then, everyone stay safe. Enjoy the MLB offseason. And we're going to make like a bread truck and we're going to haul these buns. Catch you guys in the next one.